Welcome to this week's episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. On this week's episode, we look into how the Jews suck at ethnic cleansing. Let's get started. There have been many accusations made against the modern state of Israel since its founding. Like the Jewish people, the conspiracy theories are never-ending and rarely based on any type of truth. There has long been accusations against the state of Israel accusing the Israeli government and the Jewish state for having a policy of ethnic cleansing against the Palestinian Arab population. In order to look into this, we need to first get a definition of what ethnic cleansing is. According to the United Nations website, A United Nations Commission of Experts mandated to look into violations of international humanitarian law committed in the territory of the former Yugoslavia defined ethnic cleansing in its interim report as, quote, rendering an area ethnically homogenous by using force or intimidation to remove persons of given groups from the area. In its final report, the same commission described the ethnic cleansing as, quote, a purposeful policy designed by one ethnic or religious group to remove by violent and terror-inspiring means the civilian population of another ethnic or religious group from certain geographic areas. Now that we have an official definition, according to the UN, we can see if this is happening today in Israel or the West Bank. According to the United Nations Special Committee on Palestine, who kept records of the population in the region, by 1948 the population of the area had risen to 1.9 million residents. Of that 1.9 million, 130,000 of them were Arab Palestinians living within the British Mandate. Once the official Israeli state began, the population of the Palestinians within Israel increased. According to the Palestinian Census Bureau, these numbers have risen dramatically. In 2007, there was an increase from the original 130,000 Arabs living in Israel to 3.7 million Palestinians counted. In the decade between 1997 and 2007, the population grew at a pace of 30%. According to some reports, the Arab Palestinians living within Israel today has reached over 2 million. If we were to include the Palestinian territories, the West Bank contains about 3.1 million Arab Palestinians and 2.1 million Arab Palestinians that live in Gaza. If we add these numbers together, we can see in the area of the Levant, The Arab Palestinian population has grown from the initial 130,000 in 1948 to over 7 million today. This left me wondering, wouldn't an ethnic cleansing require numbers to drop? Can we agree that if the Israeli government has a policy of committing an ethnic cleansing through violence and death, they are doing a pretty bad job of it? The population of the Palestinian Arabs has steadily grown from 1948 until today. Since it is clear that Israel is not attempting to cleanse the land of Arab Palestinians by violence and death, it must be the second definition by the United Nations, that the Israeli state is trying to make Israel homogenous and remove all non-Jewish or specifically Arab Palestinians from the area. If we look closely, Israel is filled with an Arab-Israeli population who make up a large part of the cultural fabric of Israel. You can visit the Muslim quarter in Jerusalem and find some pretty amazing food and even better people. There are many areas of Israel that are mixed with Jews, Muslims, and Christian Arabs all living and working together. You can easily find an Arab and Jewish doctor working together at a hospital or an Arab and Jewish professor working together at a university. For anyone who has visited the amazing state of Israel, one of the first things you'll notice as an outsider is that the street signs and government documents are often in three languages, Hebrew, Arabic, and English. This can often be a shock for many people who are unaware that Arabic was an official language of the state of Israel from its inception. 
However, in 2018, in somewhat of a controversial move by a right-wing Israeli government, they have chosen to downgrade Arabic to a semi-official language. The government has suggested that this does not affect the use of Arabic in Israeli society, just like the use of the Arabic language in society as a form of inclusion to Arabic-speaking Israelis, the public school system offers both Jewish and Arabic education. At first, this may seem to some outsiders as separation of the two peoples in a segregationist way. However, if you stop for a moment and think about it, the Jewish public schools would be teaching in Hebrew and likely include some type of Jewish history, and the Arabic schools would be teaching in Arabic with Arabic history and culture included in their lessons. Forcing one or the other group to learn in a language that's not their mother tongue would likely constitute the forcing of culture that you would expect in an ethnic cleansing. However, this is not happening in Israel, because Israel is a signatory of the Convention Against Discrimination in Education, and ratified this in 1961. It is essentially law. Some Israeli schools in Israel have even been experimenting with offering both Jewish and Arabic lessons to allow all students to interact and learn with one another. This unfortunately has struggled because it obviously has some complications due to the language barrier between the two groups. In addition to public education, universities in Israel are also open to students of all backgrounds. According to the Times of Israel and the Israeli Council for Higher Education, as of 2021, 17% of Israeli university students are Arab, which is nearly equal to the roughly 21% of Israeli population that is Arab. In 2010, the number of Arab Israelis in Israeli universities was approximately 26,000. In the next 10 years, by 2020, that number had doubled to nearly 60,000. This increase in Arab students has been seen in subjects like engineering, mathematics and hard sciences, humanities, and business administration. As we can clearly see, the idea of an ethnic cleansing through removing Arab Palestinians from the Israeli education and society as a whole is completely false. This is not to suggest that there have never been issues around the amount spent on Arabic schools. However, it is clear that Israel is, to whatever debatable extent, supporting the Israeli Arabs and their communities in educating their children through publicly funded education. This education system allows both Arab Israelis and Jewish Israelis to work with one another across many sectors of the economy. Whether it's in politics, medicine, or business, Israeli Arabs and Jews work and live with one another and create the best lives for themselves and their families. Arab and Jewish Israelis even serve arm-in-arm in in the Israeli Defense Forces, or IDF, to support the survival of the state. Is there anything less apartheid or ethnic cleansing than serving as equals in the army, supporting the state that gives you all of the freedoms and rights as everybody else? We can clearly see by all definitions, Israel has never had a policy to remove Arab Israelis from their society. When we use the term Arab-Israeli, we are referring to the Arabs who accepted Israeli citizenship in 1948. Some, of course, may suggest that we are avoiding a major issue here. What about the Palestinian people who are not Israeli Arabs? I want to remind my listeners of something I've repeated in many of my last podcasts. The Palestinians living under Palestinian territories are not Israeli citizens and therefore have no rights to Israeli education or social services. If they would like these type of services, they can speak to their own government the Palestinian Authority, or Hamas in Gaza. This would be like me as a Canadian citizen demanding access to Harvard University. Sure, I can apply as a foreign student, but there are definitely some extra hoops to jump through as a non-American citizen to get into an American university. So for those of you who are assuming that the Israeli universities are somehow discriminating against the non-Israeli Palestinians, this isn't true either. We have seen over the last number of years that there has been an increase in Israeli universities accepting non-Israeli Palestinians to attend Israeli universities. 
In fact, in 2017, Hebrew University changed their entrance requirements to accept Palestinian entrance exams. This would be a change from the previous requirement for Palestinians to complete a special program in order to support them before entering Israeli universities. As more Israeli universities are making it easier for non-Israeli Palestinians to be accepted into their programs, we are seeing the numbers increase as well. This seems like a very bad way to remove Arab Israelis and Palestinians from Israeli society by accepting them into Israeli higher education in order to provide them with a successful livelihood in the future. When we come back, we will see where there has been an ethnic cleansing in the Middle East. We'll be right back on the Jewish Diaspora Report. Now, I'd like to ask the members of that commission that commissioned that report, the Arab states from which we just heard, Egypt, Iraq, and the others, how many Jews live in your countries? How many Jews lived in Egypt, Iraq, Jordan, Kuwait, Lebanon, Libya, Morocco? Once upon a time, the Middle East was full of Jews. Algeria had 140,000 Jews. Algeria, where are your Jews? Egypt used to have 75,000 Jews. Where are your Jews? Syria, you had tens of thousands of Jews. Where are your Jews? Iraq, you had over 135,000 Jews. Where are your Jews? What you have just heard was the voice of Hillel Neuer, a Jewish activist who has represented the NGO UN Watch at the United Nations in 2017. There has been a very long-held idea by some anti-Israeli groups who like to paint Israel as an apartheid state and use the term ethnic cleansing when referring to Israel's treatment of the Palestinian people. As we saw in our last segment, by any and all definitions of ethnic cleansing, there's nothing close to an ethnic cleansing happening in Israel or the Palestinian territories. However, as Mr. Neuer points out, there has been an ethnic cleansing in the Middle East, but it isn't by the Israelis. He asked very poignantly to the Arab nations sitting around the UN table, where are your Jews? He asked this because we all know where they are. They are not in those countries anymore. Between the years of 1948, when the modern state of Israel was founded, and today, over one million Jewish residents of the Middle East and North Africa were expelled and forcibly removed from their homes. This is an ethnic cleansing, even under the definition of the United Nations. According to a 2015 Jerusalem Post article, Iraq, which once held a Jewish population of over 97,000 dating back to the Babylonian exile, now only has less than 100 Jews, a reduction of 99.8%. Similarly, in Egypt in 1948, they had approximately 81,000 Jews. However, Egyptian aggression in 1957 caused more than 27,000 Jews forced to leave Egypt. Today, the Jewish community in Egypt amounts to only 180 Jews, a reduction of 99.7%. In 1948, there were approximately 160,000 Jews in Algeria. There are now no Jews in Algeria. 100% reduction. In Morocco, which was home to 298,000 Jews before 1948, today there are only 5,700 Jews, a reduction of 98%. Similar discrimination and expulsions occurred in Syria, Tunisia, Yemen, and other Arab states. The governments of these countries forcibly expelled their Jews. This is very clearly an ethnic cleansing. Removing almost all, or in some cases all, of the Jewish inhabitants from your country by force and violence. In the end, we see, by definition, an ethnic cleansing of a group based on a culture, ethnicity, or religion. The Arab nations had attempted, and in some cases succeeded, in ridding their countries of Jewish people by force. Whereas Israel has stood by and watched as Palestinian populations within and outside their borders grow exponentially every year. If this is clearly the case, then why has the world gotten this so wrong? 
Why are people calling out the Israeli government for removing the Arab Palestinians from their society, while more and more are brought into the country to improve their lives through education and employment? Is it the fact that the history of the Mizrahi and Sephardi Jews is so unknown to the world? Or is it that for some reason, the world has such low standards for Arab nations? There's some debatable budgetary issue in the Israeli education system. It's an ethnic cleansing. But when Arab nations literally expel entire communities from their country, nobody even questions it. I don't even know if we can call this a double standard anymore. There is no standard for Arab nations, who can do whatever they want, since the world has no expectations for civility or human rights, even towards their own people. I always wonder, why does the world have such low standards for Arab nations? They can commit literal ethnic cleansing, and the world stands by. As Mr. Neuer said to the United Nations when discussing the supposed ethnic cleansing in Israel, Israel, where are your Palestinians and your Israeli Arabs? The answer is everywhere. You guys really suck at ethnic cleansing. This has been another episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. Don't forget to check us out on social media at jdr.podcast and check out some of our other episodes on your favorite podcast source. We'll see you next time. Next time.